Welcome to the Shine Online podcast. I'm your host and video content coach, Natasha. And after years of being a social media manager for service providers, coaches, and physical product brands while creating content for my own brand, I realized how important it is to infuse video into your strategy, no matter what surface or platform you decide to use for your brand. This podcast will help you create strategic video content that doesn't take away from your business, but fuels its growth. You'll leave each episode with a simpler way to show up with confidence that isn't reliant on the latest trend or gimmicky hacks, but a sustainable strategy. Ready to go from overwhelmed to confident in your content strategy? It's your time to shine. Welcome to the Shine Online podcast. I have multiple guests. This is fun. And we're just going to continue the conversations and coaching and brainstorming that we've like already kicked off for the retreat. So where do we want to start? No pressure or anything. (laughs) Uh, I, I want to start off by asking what made you decide to start this particular mastermind Mm. to begin with, to kick everything off. It's because I needed it literally because I needed it. I remember when I started doing speaking and I was like, I think I want to do more speaking when I like got like my first brand, maybe wanting to like partner and collaborate with me. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how much to charge. I didn't know how to negotiate. I didn't know how to work with the brands. I didn't know how to talk with the brands. Should I do a call? Should I not do a call? Were what they asking appropriate? Was it not appropriate? Like everything under the sun, I had so many questions about. And so I think I made a lot of mistakes. I think I left a lot of money on the table. Um, I also think that I then started leaning on community. So I started like asking people like, what were you charging? And like, how did you work with this brand? And what did you think? Which I was like, so grateful for that community. And so I was like, I feel like if I'm struggling with this, like there has to be other people that are wondering the same thing. They don't see it modeled on how can I do these things while also having a business. But then they're also just like, I don't know the things that no one is talking about. Like no one's actually talking about like how much they make or how they made it and everything like that. So I just feel like people need that community to bounce ideas off of and to like know that those big dreams and those career aspirations that you have are very possible and you just need people around it that are like doing it and moving in that way. So now we're here. <laughs> so when you obviously you talk a lot about community. So I know for some of us, it we have communities, but maybe our communities aren't as engaged as we would like them to be. So how do you position or how would you suggest that we position ourselves to really build that authentic community that's truly going to be engaging with us and not just there to get all the information that they can from us, but really that they want to be part of the community that we're building? Like, how do you suggest that we kind of like really show up for ourselves to then have them show up for us? Yeah, I think there's finding this balance between we don't need to give everything in our content and often the simplest thing and shift that we share is enough. I think there's this pressure to like really be groundbreaking in every piece of content. So we're like on this like content Olympics of like add more things and post more things and that people just want value and education and tips and hacks and all that from us. But 
often the most simple perspective shift or a new way of thinking of something or a new way of approaching something is sometimes all we need to do in our content. So then people aren't just coming to soak up all the education and the tips and then like dip out, right? They're actually going to stay along because they're a part of a conversation and not just like absorbing the tips and hacks and like keeping it moving. But I also think there's like a balance of just like being more vulnerable and open, which I think we've already just been having conversations about at this retreat of like choosing the things we want to share and how we want to connect with our audience and what are those interests and things outside of what we do that are very related to what people want to connect with. Because I think when we think about how we all consume content, we all, there's, those are probably the things we're all looking for and the things that we love creating the most and consuming the most. And when you're creating that content that you really enjoy and feel connected with and you're able to lean into more of that joy, the people will love it too. So I think it's like finding a little bit of a balance there and kind of like shifting how you're approaching your content to find that balance with your, with your pillars and how you're showing up. And being patient. I feel like people think like just because I do this for a week or a month that community happens. But community is something that is like fosters and grows for a long period of time. I mean, so many people that like I started my Instagram six years ago, like so many of those people that started with me six years ago, like they're a part of the community because I started building the community before I had a lot of people, before I had my first thousand, before I had 10,000. And so I think it's showing up for that community before you feel like anyone's listening and being a part of it. I think it's so easy to get discouraged and feel like people aren't listening when we don't see it, the comments, the engagement, but people are often like listening and resonating with things before we even realize they are. And we need to like show up for that person that even though if we don't see them visibly, but knowing that they're there. Yeah, I definitely, I like that. Um, because sometimes I feel like there is a re-education <laughs> in, in the social media space that everybody is always looking for that value and expecting you to give away so much and it's free this and free that. And in actuality, we really are just trying to like connect because, yeah, we do have something to share and sell at some point. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to impact lives. We're just trying to share our expertise and knowledge with others. Um, and so... Thinking about it the way you just explained, it definitely helps me to continue on that it's not about, you know, me just giving all the value. It's me just trying to connect because I do want to get to know my people, you know, yeah. so that I can see how I can help you, you know, because that's, at the end of the day, that's the impact that I'm trying to make. And I want them to be able to make the impact they want to make, too. Yeah. So that's definitely helpful for me. And it's a shift of knowing that value isn't just tips and tricks. It can be just connecting. And I think we saw that with threads, right? People were like, connection, we're connecting. We're using social media to connect. But it's like, we can infuse that all the time. And that is just as valuable as like showing up as an expert and like giving that strategy or whatever. So I think it's also shifting how we think about value to our audience. It can be simply like, representation for a lot of the times. Like, I think we often feel like, well, no one like sounds like me or looks like me or is my age or all these different types of things. And it's because they maybe haven't seen that represented. So I think we also can be that for our communities just by showing up, which I think is just as valuable. So good. I have a question. Yeah. Book. So I know you talked about lots of different things today. How do you think a book 
or a creator creating a book plays into authority? Yeah, I think a book is honestly one of the things that as you're growing your career feels like a really big milestone. Like, I think we can just all admit, like, just like being on TV for the first time or whatever that is. So I think acknowledging that it feels like a really important way to create impact in a way that's outside of content or offers or like speaking on stage or different things like that. Um, I feel like you're able to like physically be in people's hands and travel around with them or even be in their earbuds as like an audio book. So I think in terms of the way that you're able to give impact, it's unlike any other way. Um, And I feel like it's a really great tool to essentially compile all of your journey, all of your content, your almost like your entire career, how your philosophy, your framework came to be. And obviously there's so many different types of approaches we can go with books, but essentially just like bundling that into like, this is it. This is like the core part of my brand because books are published and they're there, right? There, There's a permanence to a book in a really cool way. So you're able to take the timeliness out of all the things that we create in our offers and in content and have it as a book. Um, I think a book can be a revenue stream, but from my knowledge, it's a, it's a drop in the pond for the most part. Like it's definitely a quantity game, but I think it can fuel everything else. And it just feels like the tie between all of those career buckets that we've already talked about. So um, I feel like it's an exciting next step. Can't wait for years. Yes. Now, so I'm sorry to piggyback just on that. Do you think that you know, having a large community is beneficial when you are going down the avenue, you know, of a book or writing a book. Yes and no. I think it depends on if you're going the self-publishing route. Um, I don't think you need the big audience, but if you definitely want to get a publisher, like I know from so many people that have published, they look at your audience. They look at your community. Um, Even one of my clients, Sam, she's writing a book right now. And they were like, your email list is so engaged that was like the selling point for them. So I think it really does show that like community can be really impactful for those publishers making those decisions, just like people like producers looking for people to be on TV shows, just like any of those types of people. I think it it gives them a taste of what they're going to get. But I also think you can go the self-published route and have a small community and still get just as much of an impact from it. I plan on self-publishing for my first one. And then that lead, the success of that leading to a later book deal. Yeah, Yeah, because I mean, I just, I've seen some some (laughs) influencers or business owners with their books and definitely having that audience plays a big part in, you know, whatever kind of money they get for publishing and, you know, how much they're going to print, you know, all of that. And truly how they show up as an authority, you know, in their industry and in their space. So just curious. (laughs) And I've seen so many creators get book deals, which is like insane. Yeah. I just was reading one from Berna. Hey, Berna. Um, I love her. And it was so cool to read her book. And I literally could hear her yelling in my head because that's how she she yells in her con, like in a good way. <laughs> like I was like, that is so cool that creators can create this content, use it to fuel this amazing book and I'm able to like experience my favorite creator like in a totally different way and I just think that's going to become more of the norm um which I think is just really cool so yeah 
Kirsten, did you have something? Yeah, I have a question going off of the book about like your thought process for your order of authority building. So meaning like starting with speaking or starting with a book versus starting here, starting there. For me, I know that I definitely want to write a book on peace and burnout. Mm. And I am like, okay, should I be doing speaking first or do the book first to position me for speaking? Or should I do that? I have a second business that I'm going to be doing. Should I do the second business first to position me for the speaking? Right. So uh, I'm wondering like your thought process for that order of really it's, it's all about positioning. Like what do you do first to position you for the, the authority building. Yeah. How do do. you pick what's next when there's a lot of things that are next and a lot of things that go together. I think the biggest thing is like, I call it career building because like it doesn't have to all happen right now. And it probably all shouldn't happen right now. Like I know I definitely would love to write a book, but I'm kind of like, I feel like maybe in the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. which feels like a long time. That's what I've been thinking too. Yeah. I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's give it some time. Let's focus on all these other things. Um, So I think giving ourselves the grace to just like pace ourselves, I think is one part of it. But I think there's a balance of what feels the most accessible. Like what do you have the most access or experience with now, like start with that, lean into that, plow into that because you probably already have some momentum you can like actually start with. But then the other part of that is like what feels like the most important, relevant, or exciting to you and kind of finding somewhere in between because yes, you might have a lot of momentum in one place, but also think about like, what are you like so on fire about that? You're like, I want to be doing more of this like now, like this feels like the immediate thing and kind of finding a little bit of a balance between the two. And I think like the biggest thing we've talked about is a lot of this like meshes and molds together because sometimes I did like creating for a brand and then I was speaking with the brand, right? So sometimes we can pick and choose those things. And sometimes like we're able to tackle them at the same time and then kind of add from there, like layer to layer. So I think like the chicken before the egg, right? There isn't one thing that you have to do first before going on to the next thing. But I think it's like, what's most accessible that like you already can lean into, but then like, where are you just most excited and fired up to be and kind of finding that middle ground there? And then when it comes to working with brands, because you said you'll be attending an event in the near future um, and that your goal was to do more of the networking versus being an attendee. Um, But what strategies or what does it look like getting ready for that? And what are you thinking about as you go into that event? Yeah, such a great question. I think the first thing is seeing what the brands are working on. Like what initiatives do they already have? Do they already have a podcast? Are they already working with creators? Are they absolutely not working with creators? Do they have their own event? Do they have a blog? Like, what are they already doing that I could see myself infusing myself into? And where do they need to be doing something? Like, where are there so much opportunity that they maybe can't even see it or they need someone to bring that to the table? Um, So I think kind of doing some research because then you can go to that connection point in that conversation of like, wow, like I looked, I did research, which is like, 
like going to be a checkpoint of like, wow, they like, they know me beyond the brand and they already have some research there. Um, so I think that's kind of the first element is like doing some research and due diligence of getting to know the brand. Um, and then I think like making that in-person connection, um, and just like asking, like talking more about them and then seeing where it makes sense to talk about you. I feel like that's always my approach with networking because from there you can often get a lot of information on like, why are they at this event? What projects are they focusing on? Like what initiatives or new product lines or whatever it is, because then you're able to be like, oh, like I'm so excited about that. Like, are you doing a campaign? Like, could we maybe chat about it more? So then that kind of ask or like next step or collaboration already came from this. I did my research. You affirmed that this is what you're working on. And then I can bring something to the table. And then I think from there, like actually building those connections um, of like taking the business card and following up timely, right? Like I always like to have a task right after an event of like, let's follow up with all the people, whether it's DMing the people that like I've followed and we connected or if it's sending emails to the brand like so great to meet you like I have this idea on this like let's chat about it so I think the follow-up is really important and not just following up but like following up again and following up again right because like they're getting back from an event it's gonna maybe take a little while like we're all kind of in post-event recovery so I feel like that's kind of my process and I think I'm acknowledging I have a list of brands that I want to connect with and maybe something happens with one of them, maybe it happens with a few of them, but also it might be just that first connection point because in a year when they're actually doing a campaign or something, they're already going to know me. We're already going to be on each other's radar. I can follow up then. So that's kind of going to be my approach. And I think another thing that I think is really important to do when you know brands are going to be there, if you can reach out ahead of time and see if they're having dinners, see if they're having a booth, like know where they're going to be. So you can definitely make that face-to-face connection. Um, I know one event I was speaking at, uh, a brand had like a dinner with a bunch of creators and stuff. And that led to like three other opportunities where I was able to speak with them and create with them because I went to that dinner and had a connection that like we can't make online, right? So I feel like that's kind of my strategy moving forward and what's kind of worked so so far for me. Yeah. I love that you you said that because I mean it helped me, you know, as I'm thinking about to be able to do what you just described is obviously we have to have that clarity and and the strategy behind what are we trying to accomplish. So can you talk a little bit more about like really how you got to where you are now as far as the clarity and truly who Natasha is, what Shine with Natasha is all about? Um, Because I think a lot of us, we're we know what we're doing, but at the same time, we're still getting clearer and clearer about that so that we can be really successful at doing these networking events and talking to brands and really showing up and saying this is really in line with what I'm trying to accomplish and I can help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish or fill a gap maybe yeah. for you. I think it's, I started, I did it the opposite way. I literally started saying yes to things and like throwing things at the wall and like seeing how the conversations went. And I often think we feel like we need to have the clarity before we have the ask or before we have the conversation or before we pitch the idea. But I found that I got the clarity from like just doing it and seeing 
I very quickly found out how I did and didn't want to work with brands and what I did and didn't want to talk about and where I could offer something to the table because I was like creating about it and just putting it out there. So I often think with like speaking and creating, we think we need to have like the brand clarity and the clarity on what I have to pitch and what I have to offer. And we have to have it like the perfect media kit and the perfect speaking page to have those conversations. But I often think we can start the conversation of like, hey, I see you're doing this. Like, would you want help with that? Like, what is your audience needing? Like, sometimes we don't need to come to the table with a million and 10 ideas, but we just need to be willing to listen and collaborate and ideate because sometimes the best collaborations actually happen in that way, whether it's with brands or events, or if it's literally with like someone you're wanting to collaborate with, like in your industry or in the online space on live on a podcast is being like, hey, like, I think we should collaborate, but like, let's collaboratively brainstorm on what that should look like. So I think doing it a little messy was scary for sure, but it gave me so much more data versus me feeling like I have to have everything figured out before I start doing the latter. Because we all have more than we're giving ourselves credit for to get started with those things. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of that, of like we have more... I think there are a lot of times where we show up to our businesses and we're just like, like, this is the facade, like this is what we're putting out there and tend to discount a lot of past experiences and past things that we've worked on and done. Mm -hmm. How do you suggest people balancing, like bringing those things to the forefront, especially if a lot of people are just like, oh, I left my job and like I'm doing this new thing, like or leaving all of these years of experience and things behind them. But like integrating that in as like a key thing that makes them different. Like how do you suggest people navigate that? Yeah. I feel like it got me thinking about like almost like you're sitting down to like apply for a job and like you're getting your LinkedIn all cute. You're like doing your resume of just like literally go back into the projects, the archives of like everything you've done, your body of work as like a working person and really sit down and think about like what are all of the things. And I think really doing that from a lens of, I didn't need to do it for a long time or to do it perfectly or to do it at my best capacity for it to be on the list. Because I I often think we discount ourselves like, oh, I was only in that job for a little while or like I ended that part of my business or I did that. But I think doing it from a lens of let's put everything on the table without like, telling ourselves we can't actually do those things, I think is really, really helpful. Um, Of like, there isn't a standard we're trying to meet. We're just putting everything out there because one thing led to the other and supports the other. So just sitting down and like literally putting it all out there on paper and like actually like maybe giving yourself some wins or affirmations, whether it's like going into like emails where you've gotten people saying like, this is the best email ever or your comments or your client wins or like things that old employers have like said to you, like going back to those things to see if maybe you need that affirmation of like where it already exists, I think is really, really helpful because sometimes we just need other people to see it in us first before we can like fully lean into that. Okay, well, that is a wrap of this little podcast snippet of the retreat. 
Um, if you want to kind of hear more about what we're up to, I definitely recommend checking out the show notes or the description of this episode to kind of hear where we're at. We're at the Online Authority Retreat in Tampa, kicking off the Mastermind program. And you can learn everything about that. But I hope you love this little snippet on what we talk about in the program and got some ideas to inspire how you're going to build your own career. Thank you so much for tuning into the Shine Online podcast. I hope this episode has helped you find a simpler way to show up consistently on video. If you loved what you heard, please share this episode with a business owner you know who is struggling with content and video in their business. Or connect on Instagram at Shine with Natasha by taking a screenshot and sharing your biggest takeaway. See you in the next episode.